morning, everyone. Welcome to Podcast 119. I hope you've had and are having a wonderful, amazing week. As always, glad you're here listening. I've got some great things to share with you, but first, a story from the field. So, um, still virtual and doing much better. I'm, I'm much more comfortable with my presentation. I'm going to be sharing some things that I've been using, that I've been doing differently, that's helped me in my presentation on my virtual. I'll share that in the weeks to come. But first, a quick story. I um, This just goes to show that you can't help everybody. I had a uh, young couple that I was meeting with, and he came on and he said there was no spouse or co-borrower or whatever when I asked early on. And then he mentioned kind of in passing, oh, my wife is over there cooking dinner. And I'm like, wait, 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 your wife? So it was going to be a one-legger. I'm like, well, we need her over here. Can you, uh, do you mind calling her over? And she was, uh, you know, making dinner. So she came over and sat down. I think I caught her, you know, a little bit off guard because she's in the middle of something and I get it. She, I guess he didn't say anything to her. So she was like, what's this all about? She was confused, which always throws off the presentation a little bit because now you got some negative energy and you're trying to dig out of a little bit of a hole, right? Well, I did the best I could, but I continued on in the presentation and turned out it was too much too soon because I was asking some pretty bold questions like, uh, I can't remember her name, but I said, what would you do if your husband didn't make it home from work tomorrow? And she's like, she was taken back like, whoa, she's like, this is way too heavy. Um, I, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, I'm, I'm she, she excused herself. She was out. She just left a few minutes later. So anyways, I, I chatted with him. The situation was this. He was like in her, his early 30s. He's working. She's not 100% of the income through him. Just a job. That's it. Typical scenario. And he is, he has zero coverage. Guys, they have kids. And he has zero coverage. 36 years old, healthy. My quotes were to pay off the house anywhere from, it was like $32, $39 in the $30 range per month. Okay. I could get him half house payment for like, I think it was like 28. And even a 50 or 100,000 was like 20 bucks a month. It was really inexpensive. Okay. I told him, I'm like, this is a trip to Taco Bell for <laughs> like, this is what we're talking about. Anyways, he, I could not get him to budge no matter what. I'm like, you can see the value in this. Yeah, I can see it, it might be helpful. You know, I'm like, well, well what would your wife do? Cause she'd left at the time. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying, like, I felt at one point, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm trying to talk him into something that should be painfully obvious, painfully obvious. But he wanted to think about it and it just, it, that's how it ended. He was not going anywhere else, no matter how much I tried to, you know, remind him of how awful life is going to look like for his wife if something happened to him or him if he were to get cancer, a heart attack. I mean, he qualified for living benefits, everything. There is no reason why um, he shouldn't have at least some policy, a starter policy, but couldn't get him to budge. So hung up and um, it just got me thinking about commitment because as agents, we interview people and we can painfully, it's so painfully obvious, we can see uh, what their, you know, their move, that they, they need to step out. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a leap of faith, I guess, because you're getting a policy, you're paying money every month, you hope that it pays out. It's something different. It's an added bill. I get all that stuff. And we're asking them to step out a little bit and, and exercise a little bit of faith in us 
and in the company that we're recommending, et cetera, et cetera. And it's hard for some people just to make that, uh, that leap of faith. So it got me thinking about us as agents. It's one thing to expect our clients to go through that process and trust us and step out and, uh, and get a policy. And it's a whole other thing for us to expect that of ourselves. And that's what I want to talk about. I'm going to pull in another page out of my most recent playbook. I call it my playbook, but um, this is a book that I've been reading that I really like. I shared some thoughts with you, I think, last week about it. But uh, this section here is really good, and it talks about three different levels of commitment. Okay. So the first level is I want. Okay, there's... There's 8 million people in this world. How many of them would you say are truly successful? Now, there's a lot of ways to define success, but how many of them have what they want in life? How many of them are wealthy or successful or in a place where they really want to be? You know, fulfilling their dreams, et cetera, et cetera. Probably like a very small percentage, right? Most of us are not, not exactly where we want to be. Well, most everybody it would be safe to say, wants to have success, right? But yet very few people truly achieve it. So what that means is wanting alone does nothing. I mean, it might be a good first step, but that's about it. So that's a weak level of commitment, just wanting something. Now I talk to agents that come in and join us and they want what we have and they want to have their own side business and they want to do things that, you know, that I, I tell them you're gonna have to schedule appointments, you're gonna have to run appointments, you have to get licensed, et cetera, et cetera. They want that, but that's about it. Well, if that's the extent, it's not gonna go anywhere. If you just simply want success, it ain't gonna cut it, okay? Look around at the world, there's plenty of evidence of people wanting things they don't have. Wanting alone will not suffice. Okay, so that's level one. It's pretty weak. Level two is choosing, he says. Choosing, like for example, I choose to be rich. Okay, well that sounds like a lot better level, right? But when the tough times come, as they always do, simply choosing isn't going to cut it either. It's a better level of commitment, but it doesn't get you there. So level two is choosing success. Um, and then level three is committing. So I commit to success. That's whatever it takes, right? To win, W-I-N, you have to do whatever is necessary. I like that acronym because it helps me remember that there are going to be things that I don't like, that I don't want to do. There can be tough times. And we've heard this on just about every Equus call because it's such a part of our business. Whatever is necessary, and that comes from a commitment to your decision. Okay, that comes from committing, saying, I commit to achieving a level of success. So I'm gonna do whatever it takes. So here's what he says. He says, to the, uh, the word commit is to devote oneself unreservedly. Unreservedly, a lot of times we like to put um, conditions in our commitment, right? I'll commit, but eh, if, you know, weather's good or I talk to friendly people or 
you know, a certain number of people want to buy, or if I'm not making money after the first X, then, you know, X amount of time, then, 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 you know, then I'll, I won't commit, but I will commit if, and we start putting all these conditions on success. Well, anybody who's ever made, made it as in a high level or high degree of success has done so with a relentless commitment to that success, whatever is necessary. So he goes on to say, this means holding absolutely nothing back, giving 100% of everything you've got to achieve wealth. Um, okay, so Equus, this, uh, this is a vehicle that we're all in, okay? A vehicle, that's it. And I like this analogy because it's kind of interesting. The, you, there's a lot of different vehicles out there. I mean, like cars, right? If you want car shopping... And you just need a car to get you from point A to point B. Well, there's going to be a car that will do that for $1,000 or $2,000. Okay, If that's all you need it for, great. But there's different vehicles. And some of them are really nice. And some of them are not so nice. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> if it's functional, if it's functional only that you're looking for, um, a, Honda, a Honda is a very efficient way of getting around, but it's not a, you know, considered a really high-end fancy car. Well, the, it's, it's simply the vehicle that we're talking about. So let's suppose that somebody, like a teenager, whatever, um, owned a Lamborghini. And I, maybe you don't even care for Lamborghinis. That's okay. Lamborghinis, by the world standards, are considered to be really nice cars. They're fancy. They cost a lot of money. If you don't like Lambos, you know what? Plug in your car of choice. But let's say that somebody that didn't really know much about what they were doing had this really, really nice car. And they didn't know how to drive it. They did not know how to use the car. It's a nice vehicle, but they're really not going anywhere with it. So they, have the, they don't know how to turn it on. They don't know how to back it up. So it just kind of hangs out in the driveway. Looks good, smells good, looks nice, but not doing what it was designed to do. See where I'm going with this? A lot of us have a license or are getting a license. Guess what? If you have a life insurance license, you have a license to write millions of dollars and earn millions of dollars. Okay, It's the same license that Eric Valdez has, same license that John Kite has, same license that Barry Clarkson and, and uh, Bill Martin and Rob Jones and all the leaders that you see on the coaching sessions we have the same license. It's the same vehicle that we have that they have. Question is, are we just parking ours in the driveway? Right? Are we really taking advantage of it? What it takes to take advantage of the vehicle is the 100% commitment. Okay, if you're new to, to, to here, we're talking about your dreams. What kind of a price tag are you going to put on those? What kind of restrictions, what kind of conditions are you going to throw into your contract with success to negotiate a, uh, an easy road, so to say? What, what kind of conditions are you putting on there? Like, um, you know, I'll give this a shot. And I hear people say, I'll give it a good try or things like that. And I'm like, you know, maybe that's going to get you so far. Maybe it'll get you, you know, two months down the road or three months down the road, but that ain't going to cut it. Any one of those levels of commitment other than full 100% commitment is not going to work long term. 
there will come a day when it just doesn't work anymore. And that all goes back to your level of commitment. Now, in order to, to make that level of commitment, I understand that there has to be some stepping out. There has to be an exercise of faith because you don't know what your future is. You're committing to what exactly, right? I understand that. There's a lot of unknown. But if you look at people that have committed long-term, you can get an idea of what it could be for you. Okay? So take a look at some of these success stories at Equus. And all they've done, they're no different than you, all they've done is commit longer term. They quit, they had, they, I'm sorry, they, they didn't quit. They had long-term vision. They had 100% commitment to, to not quit, to push through no matter what. Okay, that kind of resolve is what produces fantastic success in the end. Every single person, not even at Equus, every single person out there that's been successful has had their faith tried and they push through many times. They don't arrive at success because it's an easy road and they just landed there. You don't land on top of the mountain. You have to push through and hike up, around, over, under the obstacles. You do what you've got to do to get to the top. Okay. So I'm challenging you on, on for you to ask yourself what is and what has been my level of commitment to this. Am I committed to doing whatever it takes? Not 99%, not almost, and I'm including myself in the list, of course, as always, right? Um, here he says, most people I know who are financially successful have limits on how much they are willing to do, how much they are willing to risk. So you might have some provisions in your contract with in negotiations with success. I'm going to do it if this or if that. And it's risk. Everything's risk. But why put limits in there? Okay. If you are not fully, totally, and truly committed to creating wealth and being successful, chances are you won't. Anyways, good reminder of, of you know what we need to be doing as agents. We expect our, our clients to... Trust us to step out, to see the value, to make the leap of faith, to sign sign the contract. And that's hard for some agent or for some clients. Like I found out this week with this crazy little kid that just, I'm praying for him. <laughs> I'm praying for him. But what are we as agents doing in regards to that with our own business? So that's kind of the idea that I wanted to present to you this week. If you're not seeing what you hope to see, I challenge you with a gut check to see if you are actually doing everything it takes to win. And Equus teaches exactly what you need to be doing every single day. If you're virtual, they're saying six appointments a day. If you don't have six appointments, we need more leads. If you're running six appointments and you're not writing any policies, we need to fix your presentation. It's real simple, but there's, there's a formula that works if we are willing to work it without reservation and if we truly commit, remember, we're committing not to a job, not to a boss. This is different. We're committing to our future, our dreams. We're committing to a lifestyle un unlike most people ever dream of. If this works, you may never have to worry about money again the rest of your life. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the deal, right? 
Get excited about it. Understand the vehicle that you have in your driveway, that you are driving with Equus here. Understand it and let that get you excited to go ahead and give you permission to commit 100%. Just try it out. Try it out. Step out in faith. Do some of the things that we've taught. If you, if you haven't feel like you haven't been uh, committing very much, give it a try for the next 90 days. Go all in for 90 days and see what happens. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you all have an amazing week. As always, you know, I'm here, whatever you need. I'm just a phone call or a text or a boxer, boxer or an email or a smoke signal or a carrier pigeon away from helping you. I got your back, but you got to let me. I love you all. Have an awesome week. And don't forget how much your life matters. Mm-hmm.